You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the Common Man's Podcast. Well, I That's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line 1524. We're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag. And like we said earlier, we're at Dant Crossing. And across from us at the table, we have a special guest, Mr. Wally Dant. Wally, how are you doing? A uh, little out of my mind these days, but that's <laughs> yeah. good. All, all's good. That's great. So I got to tell you, the first thing, uh, this is going to be just such a wonderful event center here. With other, it's awesome. I mean, I'm a music guy, so you got the amphitheater going on. We do, yes. You're going to have a restaurant. You got the, well, we the call house it, here. It's awesome. We're calling this a destination. for. I mean, we're going to we're thinking about using this as a destination. Come down here for a three-day weekend. Come Friday, Saturday, listen to some music, drink some bourbon, have some food, and just be a place to just let go for a couple of days. And I mean, it, it looks... What's so far here is beautiful, and Absolutely. you can see what's coming is going to be just as nice. So, I mean, thank you and congratulations on what you've got going. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, we've tried um, to do something a little bit different from a bourbon right. distillery perspective. You know, I know everybody's used to coming out to a distillery and going to the tasting room, maybe even seeing the mash tanks and all of that, which, of course, we'll have. Um, but outside of that, we wanted to say, okay, what brings people back? and what keeps them coming back and so as we began to think about that and what we could do here in our place uh, with all the acreage that we had and the history that we have here with the old distillery uh, we just started thinking about it differently and tried to come up with something that you know families could come to people could come to and go I didn't try that the last time I was there I'm gonna go do that I'm gonna take that train ride down to their train depot or I'm gonna spend the night overnight on the train car and um, or go see a, a music event and, and and stay here and so that's what we're trying to do on the entire campus here at Dan Crossing uh, is really try to make it a destination place for for everybody. What I think this is going I mean down the road a couple years down the road I mean this could be a long term boom for this area I mean because you're a few miles from Bardstown you're it's kind of out and away from everything. So the area around you has nothing to do but grow and prosper as a result of your investment and your, you know, thought outside the box. You know, right. this, like you said, this everybody does a, a tasting and a tour. You can keep you here all weekend. Well, you know, for, for my family, we come from this area. My mom and dad were both raised here. My dad was raised on the distillery property here. And... Um, we have a saying there uh, in our tasting room that says God, family, community, and bourbon. And it's kind of in that order, uh, and that's the way we're looking and approaching it is, you know, God comes first, family comes second. The community, uh, this community is really important to us. We've been in this community for well over 250 years from a family perspective. 
and to come back here in this community and try to build it back up. You know, pre-prohibition, there were 11 distilleries within three and a half miles of where we are today. Oh, wow. Right? So post-prohibition, there was only one, well, two that opened up, the original Dant Distillery and, and the one that... It's right here on site, which was uh, originally called Danton Head Distillery. Um, and so those were the only two to open up post-Prohibition. And so, you know, it was a boom town before Prohibition right. and then, you know, afterwards. Ultimately, you know, and the transportation changed around. You know, we had interstate systems and everything started centering around the cities. And so jobs started centering around the cities and the rural markets you know, we're kind of left to fend right. for themselves, and everybody said, hey, I, I got to go where the jobs are. So ultimately, you know, why we came back here and why we've invested so much into this area is to try to give back to the community that gave back to our family. That's awesome. Awesome. So you were, you were, you, until, I, I know, maybe the last decade, you, you weren't in the bourbon business. Or you were in, so I'm in construction of healthcare facilities. So oh, yeah, you know okay. where I'm going. Yeah, I do. So yeah. you were in kind of the, uh, I'm trying to think, were you in the communication healthcare? So the provider side yeah. of healthcare? Yeah. yeah. So I started, um, I started my career in healthcare back in the early 90s. And um, my first job actually out of college uh, was at Brown Foreman. So I did start at Brown Foreman. I was there for uh, about three years before I left. And, um, and then ended up in healthcare. And did that, you know, my, really my entire adult life. And just so you'll know, I'm 57 today. Um, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Well, not today, not oh. today, but 57. I'm 57 years old. <laughs> well, you so. mix right in with us. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're about five, right? right so, so uh, you know, I've been in, in healthcare for a long time. Um, I did own a wine and spirits distribution company down in Tennessee. So familiar, at least a little bit on the supplier side, the distilling side, and, and then on the distribution side. And so ultimately, some of that experience helped us form what we're, we're doing here today. Right. Yeah. It's but, all, I mean, the whole concept of what you're doing here is just phenomenal. I mean, there's nobody else doing that. Right. It's, nobody. Well, that's like I said, it's, it's breathtaking when you come back this road and and you got to look beyond, you got to have a little vision. So, cause there's construction going on and some people have turned off that, but Alan and I, I mean, we're all, I'm in a business, I own a business too. So I can, I see the future and I look at them and I'm like, Oh wow, that's cool. And, and man, I can see this And me. I start thinking, wow, you could put ATV or a, a camping parks and, you know, and all kinds of other things. So I, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but right. I mean, I see other things, opportunities or for other people near here, somebody has a flat land, you know, can oh, turn yeah, it into sure. a camping area right, right. where families could come down with their campers, camp, come over here. You know, you got, there's just so many, so many ways things could go. And like you said, to grow and to help rebuild your community. It's just, I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Well, thanks. Definitely thanks, giving back. So pass that bottle down here. So we open this up with the, the two yes. shots boys. So talk oh, to did, us huh? a little bit <laughs> about this bourbon right here. Well, uh, it's a source bourbon and you know, we're honest about that. And, right. and so as any new distiller does either you got to wait four years for your distillate to come to maturation and be able to do something with, or you go out and find right. um, barrels. And so we're pretty proud of what we found here. This is a six year old, a uh, hunter proof. Uh, it's a high rye bourbon, uh, 75, 21, um, four in terms of the mash bill. And, uh, it's made in Bartstown and, um, and so we're pretty proud of, of 
what it is, how it expresses itself in the glass. Uh, we proofed it down to 100. So the Dant family has been known for a high rye mm-hmm. uh, bourbon traditionally at 100 proof, that bottled and bond. He was one of the kind of the first guys to, to, to do that and continue to do it. Um, so at one point in time, that label, you know, was one of the number one selling bottled and bond uh, labels for a, from a long time ago. And, um, and so our family, the tradition's always been to have that high rye bourbon. And so what we wanted this, this to, to do is really kind of express what we think our product's going to be in the future. And so while we've got stuff in barrel and it's aging with another distillery who's doing it for us, um, you know, but that won't be ready. That won't be four years until uh, next August. And that'll be if the first one actually be a weeded expression that'll come out first. Uh, but our, then six months later, uh, our high rye will follow that. Um, but, you know, this is this is a six-year-old, so we think it's almost, really, quite frankly, it's almost seven years almost old. Almost seven. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so, you know, when you begin to hit that age point in your bourbons and your barrels, and depending on where it's aged in the rickhouse, um, you know, you can really begin to see a lot of the, the what I call the, the uh, younger notes kind of fall off and you really begin to feel what that barrel is doing with that that liquid that's in there and uh and we know how it's made um and the way it's made um it actually lends itself to a little bit sweeter taste it takes that rye and edges it off yeah. and then when it's aged yeah, that the first long thing, it's, yeah. We're, yeah, <laughs> none of us are we're none of us are really fans. rye fans uh-huh. but this this, this right. was our virgin we we got this down here, brought it down here, opened up, and I first time tasting it, and and I'm definitely not a rye guy. And first sip was like, wow, it doesn't have is, that edge. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have, have that, that edge. edge. Well, that as you can tell, we just opened this about an hour ago. Yeah, it's okay, you guys it, are done pretty it, well. With it. We right. don't think it's horrible by the the <laughs> level. The boat brothers didn't yeah. drink all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's below half, so we don't think it's horrible. So, it, and these I mean, are all single barrel expressions, right? So every one of them is going to be a little bit different from right. from certainly from a barrel perspective, but. We found that it's been really consistent for us, and um, yeah, we're really, really happy with how this turned out. So you also have a gin out there. Yeah, we do. We have a we have two gins. We have a barrel aged gin, and then we have a uh, dry gin. And that dry gin, uh, all both of them have different botanical expressions, and we picked those out. We actually we did a lot of work around that. Me and uh, and one of my guys that I've done a lot of healthcare businesses with, um, and he's actually. A small partner in, in in this as well, but he and I picked the botanicals that went into that gin, and um, one we wanted a gin that we felt gin drinkers would like, and then we wanted that same gin to be something that non-gin drinkers would like. You know, a lot of people are off-put by the, the high juniper, coriander mix, and some of the spiciness that comes out of that, and/or that high pine. Some people call it pininess that comes yeah, out of, that of a be- gin, right? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we got a couple of you guys that are like that, right? And so we tried to do that and, and balance it with um, some lemon zest, some orange zest, and some watermelon rind that kind of takes that edge off of that gin, and you get this um, fruit note that comes in from Ooh. those botanicals. And that's what that dry gin was supposed to do, is kind of be a nice balance between the two. And then for the truly non-gin drinkers, we said, hey, let's try this botanical mix and we actually mix it with uh, cranberries uh, in that botanical mix um, and and mix it with our 
uh, weeded bourbon barrels, you know, the ones that we've actually got aging. And so we dumped those barrels uh, to actually age our product in. And um, I'm telling you what, uh, the, the, the good news is, is that we've sold out of it uh, from a distributor perspective here in Kentucky. The bad news is, is that sold we sold out, sold out of it. <laughs> so, uh, we're in the process of, of aging more of it uh, as we speak, but it's, it's really turned out to be a great cocktail gin that bartenders are really going, hey, while I've, I've had other barrel-aged gins before, this one's just a little bit different. It really takes the edge off of that juniper and just drops it down pretty dramatically. You still taste it a little bit, but it really just drops it off. And then, you know, you get a lot of the vanilla notes that come sweeping through a little bit of that uh, caramel and uh, charcoal that you get in that barrel. It's, it's, you know, knock on a lot of wood fellas and we're, we're actually doing really well with that one. So uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Wait, and now, so you mentioned something about your weeded bourbon barrel. So you have a weeded bourbon as well. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So, that one will be ready to come out in August of 22. August of 22, it'll be four years old. We're not going to release anything that's less than four years old. Um, and we'll taste it. And if it's not ready, then we're not going to release it. Um, but the guys that are doing it for us, you guys know them well. If I told you where it was done in central Kentucky, south of Lexington, uh, and they're really good guys. And um, and so they do they do things right there in 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 uh, where Center College is. And um, so for those of you guys that know all yeah, that. Yeah, if, if guys, um, people haven't figured right, all that you out. You can figure yeah. it all out. We'll just leave it at that. Um, there yeah. you go. But, I, but you know, Shane and Pat are fantastic folks. And, and I, a lot of people love what they're doing down there. We love what they're doing down there and couldn't be more pleased with, um, you know, the, the products that they're producing well, for Well, I'll us. tell you, Wally, I'll be looking forward to that weeded bourbon coming up because right. I'm a weeded bourbon guy. And, and as good as this yeah, bourbon yeah. is, it's yeah. not a weeded bourbon. Right. Uh, I'm just, I just looking forward to that coming up. All right, all right, great. All right. You know what? I, I, I stick with this right here. I, I'm not I, – I, I was going to say that. For anybody out there that's looking that's not a rye guy, like myself and Jeff definitely aren't, this is a bourbon for you. I mean, yeah. try it because – it I'm the first one to turn away from it, but this is good. I mean, I, right. I've been sitting here, and I'm not a straight bourbon drinker mostly right. either. Right. Usually I mix them, and I'm sorry. I could sit and drink on that bottle myself well, all night. So. Well, I think we'll probably finish it off before it's all over. Well, and right. I'm probably well, going to go pick go. one up before we go back yeah. home, too. So, <laughs> so talk to us. Uh, you know, you've got – we're staying at the ho- the homestead here, which is awesome. Yes. Um, Amazing. For Absolutely. folks that don't know – it, is, it, is that part of the original Dant homestead there? So um, this was actually uh, part of the Beam homestead. Uh, so I don't so, know if you know Paul and Steve, right? Actually, from we Limestone met. Branch, met right? we, went, we were there yesterday and met Steve. He happened in. He was, yeah. They were was having, a, yeah, yeah, they're having a, an event this tomorrow. Weekend, tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that, that Beam um, side actually built this house back in the 1890s. And um, and they they didn't last long here in this particular house. The the distillery that they had, which is our distillery, that um, you know, so it went through a number of different hands. Um, but but they they were here. Minor case uh, was here, mm-hmm. and they actually moved into um, into city of New Haven proper. Um, but then it changed hands a number of different times, and um, eventually the as our distillery was sold out of our family, 
the Shenley Company, if you've heard of Shenley before. So we're, we're, we grew up in Dearborn County, Indiana. Which is oh, two okay. of us did. So okay. yeah. Shenley and Seagram and for Seagram's both. Right. Yeah. right here. Okay. Well, Shenley owned a hell of a lot of brands. Right. right. Oh, yeah. They, they bought a lot of distilleries in the 40s and 50s, owned a number of different brands. One of them happened to be here, right? So the JW Dant brand they owned here. Um, and then they bought this house, and the plant manager, um, general manager, actually used this for if they were if they were the general manager, they got use of this house. Well, eventually, after they shut down the plant here in '62, that all changed and moved on, and and um, so it was used as a retreat house by the Sisters of Charity. The Abbey of Gethsemane owned it uh, at a point in time, and then um, it was used as another retreat house when we bought it. Uh, it was pretty da- bad from a disrepair perspective and um, we took it down to its studs and um, and uh, restored the original rooms to the original size now being built in the 1890s there was no indoor plumbing right right so we put all indoor plumbing we actually every HVAC, room had yeah, 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 every yeah. room has a bathroom uh, which is you know great for a bed and breakfast um, yeah. but we wanted it to be a place that that People could come to enjoy our 12-acre lake that we have here, enjoy the fire pit that we have, um, and you know enjoy some great. Yeah. So we're in, the, we're in the game room, game room right now. There you go. So yeah, there you go. It's awesome. And we have this little place here where the game room is, so we could, if guests wanted to be rowdy, smoke a right. cigar on the back porch, go go right ahead and not interrupt our other guests. So yeah, that's what was the yeah. purpose. Well, that's of I can see us come finding a couple more couples to fill those extra rooms yeah. and we yeah, can rent the whole house for a weekend and, yeah. and then not worry about it. Right, right. So tell us about the rest of your facilities, what's here now and what's coming in the future. So we have the tasting room that's uh, open now. So that opened in May. And... Um, Tonight is our first night with the amphitheater. So uh, we have a couple of uh, great artists here this weekend. Uh, Car- um, oh, for goodness sakes. Uh, <laughs> don't worry. I got uh, an no, edit, but no. don't worry. Uh, so we've got, uh, uh, I think it's Carl Beckham that's here tonight. Um, and then um, and then tomorrow night we have uh, Brassfield. So we've got a kind of a pop-sounding band tonight. And then tomorrow night we have country. And this is your inaugural event, right? This For, is our inaugural weekend. Yeah, so cool. uh, you've got to be so excited. He, it's right, out of my hands now. So yeah, right I now hope he's to like, God that why it the all hell works. Am I sitting here with these guys? I need to get back over there. <laughs> this this might be the best therapy though. Is you sitting here because everything else is going to happen no matter what you do it's going to happen so let the people do what they're supposed to do and you can just sit here forget about it for a minute and yeah before i came over here i you know we've been working all day trying to make sure it happened and i i went back to the house to take a shower and i came over here and said okay it's it's in your hands now right. felt, you know, god yeah. you're gonna do with it what you want so there you go you, you got beautiful are. weather god's looking out for you he in the is. Sky um, it's yeah, a beautiful thank god night. you know you're in an outdoor theater and amphitheater He's, and you go please no rain so <laughs> you've got construction going on here. We so do, yes. tell us what else is coming. So next uh, next up is actually our event center. So we have a 21,000 square foot event center. Looks like a Rick house, um, but it will be able to hold corporate conferences, uh, weddings, and... Um, I'm thinking of podcast conferences coming up. There you I go. We'll, so. we'll talk go. to... Jimbo and Jaybo and that could be a that could be something happening. That there. could be something. Get other podcasters in here. 
Yeah. I'm thinking wheels are turning. There you go. There's bourbon involved. There's there bourbon. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of people that might come here. Yeah. That's right. So, so, but that, you know, it's a great facility over there. And we designed it to make sure that, one, we could accommodate, you know, large weddings of at least 500 people. Um, and it's the largest, certainly in this county, that we're located in. Um, and then, well, all the surrounding counties of, of Nelson. And so... You know, we wanted to make it, a, again, a destination place. So if you were to come in with your bridal party, you could arrive on train, right? Oh, Get off at cool. our train depot. Um, you know, take a, a horse buggy up yeah. to the top wow. there. So, you know, we got to try to make sure we get that experience for those right. brides that want to have that great experience. Um, and then, you know, really for the corporate guys, when they they come here and have you know their conference big conference center and and want to be able to say hey let's go out for a bourbon tasting they'll do that we've got to, we're going to have a 250 seat restaurant here as well um which will be the largest restaurant um in nelson county and, and so again we're trying to just say come be a part of what we're doing families be a part of what we're doing stay the night the train depot is we're actually going to have a train um a sleeping train a sleeping car and, you know, you can fit 12 folks on that car. So you pull in, you get dropped off on that train car and you get served by the restaurant, served drinks. You can actually come up to the bar. Um, but, you know, again, just to have a different experience right. that you're not going to find anywhere else. Well, just an absolutely beautiful setting here with the lake, the yeah. rolling hills and the trees that are still all just the major part of this. Because until you come down this road you have no idea what's right in front of you with this event center that's coming yeah. right you know the funny yeah. thing is is that as we were getting ready today even people that live in new haven kentucky which is you know the city's three and a half miles down the road and they've they said we had no idea what's kind of like this right back here. right so, what what that's our what listeners said. don't understand is all the stuff he's talking about Overlooks a beautiful lake. Right? Yeah, we're sitting we're sitting here looking out a picture window of the game room to this twelve acre lake and the walking path around it. And we were just talking to I it was one I guess your cousin, the lady that's cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Yeah. She was telling us about the fa- the people, local people, some here come and just do walk and exercise, oh, yeah. walk around lakes. Yeah. So, I mean that's a, I mean that, that's an awesome thing to. To, to be offering that for your for the local community just to be able to come down here and enjoy themselves and, and there are going to be a couple docks off it hopefully here in the next couple of weeks yeah. so you can come fishing off the docks and 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 really the lake the purpose of that lake it was from a long time ago was to provide constant water to the distillery that was here yeah. right because the, there wasn't a running stream all the time and so that lake water was used as the, the just you know the distillate just like Jim Beam has, Maker's sure. Mark has. Right. And um, our process will do the same thing here. So we're replicating, you know, we're, we know what the yeast that was used on property. Um, we know the mash bills that were used on property, and we know where the lake water came from. And so really what we're going to really try to do is kind of... A little Jurassic Park going on there. there. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's all good. Well, you know... I love that you were able to take time to spend with us. I know you got to get out of here. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we've been talking to Wally Dant. So one of the things I want to say, we talked about the bourbon. It's Monk's Road bourbon. People may say, well, why in the world is it called Monk's Road? Well, that's because not too far down the road, there are monks. That's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's why it's Monk's Road. So, yeah, so yeah. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. 
So uh, my cousin and compatriot uh, brother here, Charles Dant, just walked in the room. So yeah, uh, I, just so you guys know who who that. Do you want to sit down, is, Charles, so. for a second and say hey? You got everybody? a minute, or? Yeah, I got a minute. I just, there we go. We'll put you need you a right break. We got you a glass. I don't know if we you got know some this. bourbon. I don't here know if you know this bourbon or not, but if you need a shot. You want a little ice? It's there's a bucket. There's a little yeah, ice in there. So Charles is from here, uh, grew up here, um, and um, is a, a cousin of mine that, um, quite frankly, he was the puppet master behind all of this happening. I call him that anyway. And uh, and so, you know, Charles can certainly tell you about what's, what Monk's Road is and why we called it that. But, uh, yeah, here he is. Hey, how you doing? Well, let me slide on up to the uh, mic there. Yeah, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. I'm not afraid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we heard you could tell some stories. I mean, we won't say we, who's we've told, been told us that. Somebody that was maybe close to working, us. you know, in the same she facility. Fixed this, she fixed us breakfast. Yeah, Mine said that you can tell some stories. Yeah. But yeah. her eggs are better than yours. So, yeah. I'll guarantee that. That's one thing I do know. <laughs> Amy Squatty Cook, we're awful glad to have her here at the homestead. She does yeah. a good job. Yes, yeah, she does. So uh, we were just talking about Monk's Road and how it got the name Monk's Road. So. Don't push that ice. I mean, you talk, uh, yeah, we're filling up our glasses. Talk a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more about Monk's Road. Well, I grew up here on Monk's Road, or I grew up, you know, uh, at the old mansion where our venue's going to be. Lived there uh, till 1973. On my seventh birthday, we moved right up the road here, and uh, the backside of my mom's place joined the monastery. So uh, the Monk's Road's uh, just something that's been around forever since I was a kid. Uh, it's a, a great place to be, and I can't think of any place in the world I'd rather be than Gethsemane, Kentucky. Yeah, I don't well, blame you. We're That's thinking awesome. the same thing right now, quite honestly. So. Yeah. We love where we live, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's picturesque down here. This is right there with it, yeah. yeah. So yeah. The, the, property, the, the property that the, the monastery um, actually began on was, that property was actually donated to the Sisters of Loretto first for a girls' school. Okay. And it was donated by the Dan family, and oh, wow. um, and so as we certainly began researching all of the stuff that we're doing and understanding kind of um, you know our our place in history here, uh, it just made sense to us to be able to call the, you know our first bourbon um, and our premium bourbon line uh, Monks Road. So the monks didn't proceed the distillery. We were, I mean. We were bunch trying of, to decide bunch how of Indiana long the, boys. We yeah. were just trying to decide how were the monks here first, or was that that they come in after? So that? I think I think their date of establishment here was 1842. Our family was here before them. Ah, um, okay. You know, answers the, the, that question. The, everybody kind of you know, J.W. Dant began distilling in a hollowed out log in around 1836, yes, right. right? That whole story is amazing. So, distilling in a hollowed out log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. So, have you tried that method at all? No, because I'm afraid I'd blow myself up. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, when you look at it and you think about it, all that frontier, frontier ingenuity, you well, know, you, when you didn't it's have, amazing. and they right. just figured out how to do it. Right. You may do with what you well, have. You know, right. it's, it's, it's anything that happened back then. So, I, I produce maple syrup. I have a maple syrup farm. And I just think about way back when the Indians were the first to discover maple syrup. And it makes you wonder, how did they... Figure this out. <laughs> who, who How boiled, did they figure this who out? Who boiled that first well, batch of sap? Actually, yeah. they didn't boil it. They, they would put it in hollowed out logs, and the water it would evaporate, and what was left was the maple sugars. 
Oh, That's how it all started. Okay. All right. so, there you go. okay. But it's amazing. Anyway, you think about that. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just the evolution of yeah. those kind of things. Exactly. This is amazing. Right, right. So, Charles, how did you get hooked up with him doing this? Uh, I was working on site here at the old distillery site. My mother and stepdad owned it. Uh, it was a trust factory. Uh, Wally Dant comes comes around uh, talking to J.W. and Mom about possibly just buying the trust factory out and starting a distillery. Well, my mom said, well, I guess you're here to buy the lake. Wally said, what lake? Well, our local auctioneer just had dropped by a big plat. This height farm was going up for sale 30 days later, a 460-acre farm. Well, Wally got looking and worked out pretty good. I think he got about 260 of the 460 acres, and uh, we started uh, living the dream immediately it was uh timing is everything isn't it isn't it no it is you you say about that saying down at the thing maybe that was part of the you know part of the things was meant to be it was all that stuff was meant to happen in the order it happened and what a uh a humbling experience to just know it's coming it was it was one of the weirdest experiences of my life i guess <laughs> yeah, I mean, but i'm gonna tell you what ever believe growing up as cousins that you'd end up in business together making bourbon well, Never. you know, the funny thing is, Charles and I didn't know each other until about two years ago. Really? really? When my mom and J.W. introduced me to him, <laughs> and my stepdad had had a stroke, so he was bedridden, and I was helping managing the trust company. So I got elected to negotiate with Wally what we needed to relocate. So our side of the family, uh, from the Dan- from my dance side, right, moved up into Louisville. Charles's side stayed here. And so while... And there's a ton of us dance that are floating around. Well, trust me, I've got the same thing with my stanger roots in India. But, you know, I'd come back here. I knew there was a dance family here, right? Knew it, but I I just thought, well, hell, they're probably some damn distant cousin I don't want to meet. (laughs) (laughs) Some dang hillbilly. But, I mean, it's just, it's turned out, it's so many blessings in this whole thing. It's just... You know, he and I are we're we're joined at the hip now, and it's like we've been together all our lives. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you can you could tell. So part of what we feel when we come in here is just the easy yep. going atmosphere and Everywhere. talking to you guys. It, it just now we know why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from the folks that work here at the bed and breakfast to cook us breakfast in the morning to. You know, we, we went over to the tasting room last night just to walk in there and see what was going on. I saw you walk by and I almost stopped you. I thought, like, uh-huh. nah, he's busy. He had something <laughs> on his mind. He was yeah. on a mission. So so it's just everybody, there's the same uh, great feeling, camaraderie, you know, everybody that's here has. Family. And that's, that's hard. I don't care. And we've been to a bunch of different distilleries, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's not about just being the distillery it's about the experience and what you what you give back it's, it's what's different here you know you, you um whether it's it's this you know what we're doing here at dan crossing or you know quite frankly you know my other companies we've we've always tried to make it uh, just bigger than than um you know the product or bigger than the uh healthcare company that we had right exactly what we were service, exactly. you know servicing there because if you don't have a, a mission right a purpose um that's that's what you need and if you drive folks to that purpose then i find you're you're much more successful in doing that or you hire 
and work with great people who are very passionate about what they do. And when you can hire, you hire smarter people than you, right? Because I don't know, you know, I don't know brand building from Adam. Um, I think I, I've been pretty good at that over the years. But, but you know, how do how do you market? You know, the the stuff that's in that bottle. We we don't know that. Or how do you run an amphitheater? Well, you hire the right people that know right, how to do right. that, and you hire the right people with the right attitude uh, around what service means and and then you treat them right and if you treat people right it comes back to you three four five different exactly, times and, exactly. you know we both grew up that way we both grew up with that golden rule we, we our families were all raised that way and you know and and if not well guess what I got a beating so Charles before you met your long lost cousin Wally what were you doing in life I was uh, helping manage the trust company here. I worked okay. at uh, Affordable Trust for 16 years, and then uh, Wally came in and and uh, made a deal with my stepdad and mom to uh, relocate us, and uh, it's been history ever since in the making. So That's awesome. Uh, it's a pretty cool experience to be a part of, and we are brothers. That's I right. can tell you that. it's uh, It's been an honor and a pleasure to get to know Wally Dent, no greater human being on this earth. Well, you guys started off with the right names, last names, so it goes right. forward from there. So there's another cousin, a uh, lady that's... Lynn. 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 Lynn so how's Lynn working with the mix here? She's getting it done. Uh, <laughs> she's our uh, COO. Uh, she's gone to Chicago this weekend. I think she's getting ready to sell her house. She came uh, uh, home, I guess, about a year ago to help mom out, and uh, she's uh, getting ready to sell her house. So she'll be back awesome. soon. Uh and Lynn, yeah, Lynn's our chemical engineer, so she's the that's she's the brains, right? Yeah. So, she's so, the brains. Most people that, don't understand that. That's where it's at. Uh, well, I mean, I mean yeah. it's you know it really all the stuff that's in yeah. in the bottle is chemistry. It's yeah. process, and and while there we we certainly think there's some dant magic associated with that. Uh, that if you don't have the process down, then you're going to make something that's not going to be good. Consistent, and uh, that's right. And so Lynn. Uh, comes out of that chemical engineering background, which you know a lot of folks do that are in this industry from a distilling perspective, and um, and used to run plants, uh, you know, for Dow Chemical, um, and so so she knows what she's doing. Um, we, we, as we all say, she's she's the one with the brains in the family, and we're just following along. You guys, on she's our got the good looks. She got the brains. Uh, well. <laughs> She may have got both. I, I, I got the I got the wider hair. I can certainly tell you that. Much. How's that? Good deal. Good deal. So Charlie, we talked to Wally a little before you stepped in here about this inaugural event you got going on here tonight. How are you feeling about that? Uh, it's been a busy day. It's uh, <laughs> that's why he's sitting here say, drinking bourbon now. To say the least, I uh, went home freshened up a little bit, and uh, it's just a start of something great. That's going to continue to get bigger and better every year. So not to throw our friends, the Bow Brothers, under the bus, but they. <laughs> <laughs> they go, yeah, Charlie and Wally are taking showers. Well, they're not together taking showers. There you go. Nice. Yeah. We yeah, can I count on that. Well, I texted him, and then I yeah. said, well, shit, they're probably online talking yeah. about it. And yeah. Yeah, here we yeah. are. We the are two, looking the for two gay cousins now talking about showers. So. Well, we are looking for MC jobs. So yeah. 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 yeah, they're like, well, that's it for our MC there job. There you go. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it to them tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, can, you can tell them that later. Say, hey, we've, we've hired that. The guys from Indiana. Take your place. They'll you get a kick out. All right, I'll do that. I'll you might put a little deal. fear in them too. So, so good deal. I tell you, we appreciate you both of yep. you taking time out of your busy schedule tonight because I know it's crazy. 
Um, and then looking forward to, I mean, you got some great music coming in here. You know, you got a Little Big Town coming. Little Big Town, yeah. We sold out in, what, 32 minutes, something like that. So, so uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about getting them out here. Then I saw you got here. Little River Band coming. Little River Band's coming. Um, Sarah Evans is coming to us. Oh, Uh-oh. now we're getting some names. Yeah. Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. So, we have to be yeah. checking the schedule. Yeah, yes. so, uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about the acts that we have coming out here. Wow. That's some. We're gonna check up with the Boat Brothers. Get the schedule. There yeah, you go. that's right. That's yeah, right. so we gotta tell them we got some yeah. scoops for yeah. them. There you go. Encouragement you go. to our listeners, especially the ones nearest yeah. to where we live. You know, this is just a couple hours from us. That's right. Yeah, it's so about, it's you about know, I tell you, right here is about three hours from the house. Yeah, it's a nice weekend. Nice, and it's a nice drive. You're not driving down the interstate the whole time. Yep. Right. Well, and again, that, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Is I mean, you pull in the driveway here, and you feel the, you just feel the relaxation start to kick yeah. in it's just it's just a nice freaking place to come in it's it's an it's a it's a nice rolling beautiful drive down in here and um and you know you pull in the driveway and see this house it's just a beautiful place and uh just down just down the hill they got a lot going on yeah it's awesome awesome Thank you. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. And our special guest... Charles Dant. Wally Dant. And you know what? We're going to go get some Monk's Road. See you next time. Amen. Cheers. What an awesome, awesome interview with Wally Dant and Charles Dant from Logstill Distillery. Uh, bringing the Dant name back to bourbon making, obviously. What a what a fun, fun podcast that was, but we're not done. So we were staying in the homestead. Right behind us was a little cabin. While we were interviewing Charles and Wally, our wives were getting to know the folks that lived in, that were back in the cabin. Come to find out, they used to live in the homestead back in the late 60s, early 70s. We got them around a podcast table, and this is what happened. All right, we're here. We're not the Rusty Nail Speakeasy, are we? No, we're not. We're, we're a We're down long here way. at Dant Crossing, and we're having a good old time. We're drinking really some bourbon. Actually, the bottle on Monk's Road we had is an empty bottle it's, now. It'll be on the shelf. <laughs> With colored yeah. water. So, yeah, <laughs> so we've been talking. We have neighbors Holy here. Holy water. So we're staying in the main, I guess, what was the... Homestead. 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 But there's another little place back here on the lake, and there's some people staying back there. Some strangers. Some strangers. Mm-hmm. But after you drink a bunch of bourbon, oh, well, you all become neighbors. That's they're right. strangers. We're not strangers here. There we go. We're the strangers here. Huh? You're the yeah, strangers. we're the strangers. You're the strange people. Here. That's for sure. We've been that's told. Where the, We've been that's told. where the barn was, right there where we're staying. Mm-hmm. When we lived here. Yeah. So we have some of the original occupants. This is pretty cool. This is cool. So introduce yourself. I'm, my name is Ben Bullock. I'm Mary Rose. I was a Bullock. I'm now a Batcher. And I'm Anna Louise. And I was a Bullock. And now I'm a Dickerson. Um, I'm sorry. And we're not. We're, not, <laughs> we're going to put out a test right later in. tonight <laughs> to see if you can remember all that. Yeah. So these folks grew up where we're staying. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. We we have we actually got done with the podcast and we were talking. Um, with Wally Dan and Charlie, Charlie. Yeah. and we got done and went in and talked to my wife and she's like hey we've met some ladies and gentlemen they live here and we're like what we gotta get them on so here we are so um, yeah. we just wanted to talk to you a little bit briefly about um, you know the history of the place and 
you know, we know we see what it's like now. We see where it's going in, in the future. Well, it could has be changed. For us. It has changed. Wide so, yeah. A lot. So tell us. I mean, Wally has it? done a phenomenal job yeah. with that. Well, awesome. what was it like growing um, up? When here? I was two years old, we moved in. My dad managed this distillery, which was once Dance Distillery, bought by Shinley's Distillery, and my dad managed that to close it down. He came here to close it down. So his family came in. We lived in this house, and there's eleven of us. Plus mom and dad. And uh, I was two when we moved in, and you were what, nine? Nine. And I was 14. I was the only girl in the middle of a bunch of boys. <laughs> and my dad put his arm around me and says, Anne Louise, you're going to have to clean this mess up. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a nasty it mess. It was nasty, nasty, nasty. So it ha- had it not been occupied? Before no, it's been occupied by two bachelors. Oh, oh that's a problem. And that was bad. That was the problem. Oh, yeah. My mom was pregnant with her last sister. She's She was seven months pregnant at the time, and I can see her right now puking on that porch, and she never puked in her life. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, you're fine. You're fine. It's, it's what life is, you know? Yeah. So anyway. So to see it now and come full circle, it's beautiful, and it's it phenomenal to come back as a child, you know, as an adult, coming to your childhood home. Nobody gets to do that, right? Yeah. Right. To get to right. stay here and, and relive all the memories that come flooding back to you is phenomenal. It's awful different. This place phenomenal. was a uh, like a... Outdoor playground. For us, when we yes. lived here. I bet. Uh-huh. We uh, hunted and fished. This place right here, where this building is, was mom and dad's uh, card party, playing party uh, screened in. <laughs> uh, they had a screened in place where they played cards. Mm-hmm. And they were very social. They had all kinds of social uh, events. And yeah, this was. And we had that kitchen. It hasn't gotten any bigger. It was the same the kitchen same, with yeah. 11 of us at the table. And there was always somebody coming in wanting something else to eat. And we, we all sat on benches. It was a bench. So you always yeah. scoot down for somebody else to sit down there with you. And Mama would take in strangers. I she mean, would. She to would. see this as a bed and breakfast, she would be so happy to know yeah. that total strangers are coming in because she took those in. So now as that's a bed really and cool. breakfast yeah. it's, got a, it's got a bathroom in every room. I know, so isn't that amazing? <laughs> wasn't yeah. like that when you yeah. lived here. No, there was two bathrooms. One and a half, really. One and a half, really. Yeah. One and a half bathrooms. So was there like a sign-up sheet you had to get on <laughs> yes. to get into the bathroom? I was the, Absolutely. the only first girl, so I got to take the first bath. See, there was a benefit of being the first We got girl. our water from the lake. The lake. Yeah. So was there an outhouse here? No. 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 No, we well, just we had indoor, plumbing. We had indoor just plumbing. took turns and waited. Or yeah, yeah, that yeah. one little room was just the bathroom. But our it? we our bathing water, our dark water, all came out of the lake, and then we had a a little uh, drinking fountain. Yeah, that we went down the road here about a mile and uh, gathered water out of a spring, and we brought it here, and that's that was our that was drinking, drinking water. water. Yeah. So what was here when you lived here? I mean, I, I guess the lake has been here as part of the distillery. Mm-hmm. So, if you if you could go back to then, what what would you see? What would we see here if we drove I'm here? Our barn was right there. Where that place is dock. There was a dock. There was a boat dock. Dock, yeah. Uh-huh. Dad had his little aluminum boat that we yeah. built. We built a dock. Uh huh. The house is pretty much. I mean, it it's looks exactly the same. The same. It's up, you know, there. We had like a. My dad had a. Like garden. a two-acre garden out here, where all these trees are now. That they weren't there. It was, right. it was the Garden it was of Gethsemane, open. and there we uh, we had a huge garden. 
Because this is called Gethsemane, if right. you've right. not done right. any yeah. homework yeah. on it. But Let's this is called Gethsemane. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So how long has it been since you guys have been here on the property? I mean, have you been back? 1972. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's been a while. Is this the first time you've been back? No. This is my second time. Well, we we were here. We had a family gathering here. Well, a couple of weeks ago. It has always been about a month ago. So when you yeah. guys were living here, did you ever sneak up the road and see what was going on in the monk's place? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so tell us about that. <laughs> the monks were all right. Yeah, they were. So we never, had, they, we were, never had any problems. Were they talking monks? No, or? no. Some no. of them did. Some of them were allowed to talk. Some of them weren't. Uh-uh. We had a couple of them. We had a basketball court out here. It was a dirt court. You know, we didn't have that fancy, nothing fancy. We had a dirt basketball court, and we'd had a couple of the monks who would come down and play basketball with us. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, who would have thought that? Did they operate? <laughs> and so where we come from, there's a, a, a local town that has a, a big Catholic school had a monastery. Uh, was it was a nunnery? Nunnery. And so the nuns ran actually ran a farm, and they ran it as a business. Did the monks yeah. do something? Oh like yeah. That? Oh yeah. My goodness, yeah. Definitely. There's retreats there they all had, the time, and they had they they had their own dairy cattle. They had uh, they had like two hundred goats. They made cheese and they made they, cheese. They made cheese. That's what the one guy said. Yeah, cheese. They make so you cheese. can can you do you know can you still purchase products from them? You or can. You yeah. can. Like the only cakes. thing you get like a fruit cake, fruit cake now, maybe, but not the cheese. But the no, caves are still there where they ha- used to hang the cheese. That's pretty cool. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. and so they had their own like water system too. Stuff. They yeah. had their own. So. They were completely self sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Time. Yeah. That's interesting. So how good of basketball players were they? Pretty good. Are they? Pretty good. Wow. Yeah. So tell us something that would shock us about this area. There's got to be some deep, deep, dark secret. <laughs> Can't tell you that. <laughs> uh, mom and Dad roll them their grave. Wind up, wind up so there down must there be something. We'll, we'll be face down on that. Wind up, do- <laughs> wind up down there in that, in that lake with concrete shoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just phenomenal to come back. It, it really is so, surreal. So, so what brought you back this weekend? Actually, we just wanted to come back, and um, they just—I've been here a couple up. of times. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we just—we haven't been at the lodge. This place was booked, so Amaro's got us started on the lodge. Yeah, so yeah we, we might have yeah, some idiots in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. 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 the house. Yeah. Uh, we pretty much filled the rooms. <laughs> but so, so you said you've been here a few weeks ago. You had a family gathering, but since then it was seventy-two. Is that what yeah. you said? Uh-huh. Yeah. So right. almost forty-some years, fifty years. Yeah, uh-huh. it's pretty that's, awesome. Yeah, that's. That's a long time to not see something and then yeah. just come yeah. back. So where did you all, where did y'all move to in seventy two? And we moved right down the road where the spring was. Where we the got spring. the spring water at that it's house called Walnut Hill. Yeah. Yeah. When our dad retired from here, we we bought that house. So just a half a mile up the road. But since then, I mean, so, when you guys well, went we all on married ways, and got our own. I mean, have you gone far from here? Are y'all still no, fairly we're local. Not, we're pretty local. We're about Louisville. we're about seven miles away. Okay, all right. Well, they are. Uh-huh. They're, they're I'm probably about, about 30. Yeah, 30 minutes, 40 We're minutes. about 20. Okay, so you still stayed, yeah. stayed yeah. still kind of local, but right. just not right. Well, there's here. 11 of us, and there's nobody out of Kentucky. I mean, it's just like. <laughs> we don't know how to cross the river. We don't know how to cross that river. <laughs> nobody can swim, so you stay right and stay. You know you can go south if there's no river, right? <laughs> Make sure we don't go north. Yeah, you got to watch out, especially if you go into Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. 
Did you ever imagine it would come back to be? No, in a million years. Oh, this no. place, I thought sure was just He's, probably five well, years ago. Really this was so run down. It was awful. like, I mean. You could take Amazing. a bulldozer and pull it over. And nobody noticed. That. Nobody would have noticed. Yeah, Wally had told us he had stripped the house down to the studs. To, to the studs. Yeah. yeah. Now, now <laughs> my husband you? and I would come and watch, you know, we would they'll, they'll live that far. So we'd come and climb through the windows and look at things yeah. and yeah. that's how it's doing. And he did. He gutted everything out. There's he, nothing but the He boards. didn't hold anything back. It's, did it's he tell you about the razor strap? No. 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 <laughs> tell, come on. You got to tell us. We're looking go. for that. Come on. Did you ever find it? No, no there wasn't nothing left of it. They found little pieces of it. But the back stairwell, I don't know yeah. if y'all have been up back stairwell. Yeah, have back then when we lived here, the like stud room. walls were open. Okay. It, when you when you went up the steps, it, you know, that was all open. And uh, it was just uh, bare stud walls. Well, my dad had a razor strap. And those boys needed that razor strap. We know that what a razor strap is. To, for disciplinary purposes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with, with 10 of you? Yeah. Well, there were seven boys. Okay. So Trouble, trouble. Anyway, once upon a time, I grabbed that razor strap. And Mama probably it. said, I'm going to call your daddy. and He's going to come and beat your ass. <laughs> he, he, I dropped it down in that wall. Oh, wall in between them studs. <clears throat> it went all the way down there and it was gone forever and ever amen <laughs> yeah. and I asked them when they started working on it I said did you find that razor strap back in that they said they were going to look for it but I don't think they did find it they found little pieces of it I'm, I'm sure mice and well, other rodents time and stuff deterioration. And it up yeah, yeah. but yeah I got rid of it I did good <laughs> yeah. Did he find something else? To I'm use? sure he did. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, size, size 50 belt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, when Mama would call yeah. him because we were all out of hand, she would call Daddy from the, the distillery, and he would come, Uh-oh. and he would break off a limb off of one of those trees and oh, whittle it. And you saw him come, and it's like, oh, somebody's gonna get there. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> but us girls never got it. No, I, no, didn't. I was a good girl. You guys were all sitting with little angel wings on the porch. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my friend. <laughs> You're allowed to say that this is internet. We can say what we want. Yeah. Uh, okay. So nighttime, we used to. Daddy, that's when he get mad. At nighttime, we we slept right above. Their bedroom was right there where the old uh, laundry. laundry room was. And then we slept right above them, upstairs. And so it was like three or four of us sleeping in one room. In the ward. In the ward. And, <laughs> and then, and then uh, my old, our oldest brother that lived at home at the time, you know, he'd be out crowding around, and he'd come in late at night, and we would set stuff up strategically, you know. And, to trip and fall. Uh, we'd put a chair in the doorway. <laughs> you know, unscrew the light bulb. <laughs> Eat crackers in his bed, you know, oh. stuff like that. Put hardback books in the book in the pillowcase. And put chairs stuff. up in his bed. He come Mike. in more. He cuss and raise all kinds of hell. <laughs> and you wonder why you got your butt. Oh yeah, daddy, daddy would beat on the wall. You know, shut up, up, up there. Shut up. I'm coming up there. Oh, you know, he's still, you know. Start throwing socks at him and everything else. 
<laughs> but but you know what? Think about that versus nowadays. Oh, yeah. I know. These kids mm. nowadays won't ever have memories like that. No, that's uh, oh, we had a wonderful childhood. We did. Yeah. We I mean, did. We did. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. These big families we see at church, and I'm thinking, oh, you know what? They've got to have a good time because they're just stair steps. You see them like. Yeah. That used to be us. I mean, the we dance, up, I you. The dad people uh, would set two pre, two pews in front of us in uh, church. church. New yeah. That was their spot, and we yeah. had two yeah. pews back. Yeah. That was yeah. just, we were, that we just were going knew. there. Both Everybody families. knew that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both families were going there, and we filled the whole pew up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sure did. Absolutely. Yep. Pretty That's awesome fun. stuff. Who would have thought we did? It's been a great day for podcasts. This is who I always talk to. Today. We're, we're going to have a hard time talking this day. And the sun's, the sun's still up, so who knows what's left? That's right. That's you never right. know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, about, now it's look, about it's, this time of day in the evening, we go down there and fish. I know, you bass it. And, and catch a bucket full of bluegill. Come mm-hmm. up here. Mama would fix them the next morning for breakfast. Oh, have you ever had bluegill. fish and eggs? That's a good southern no, dish. No, I've never mm. had fish and eggs. You know, we'll be up about mm-hmm. 7.30 in the morning. Do you think you could have some ready for us? I could. Yeah, we could. If they let us keep some of them, I've got my fishing pole. <laughs> so it's all good. So you know what? How late do you guys stay up at night? You're not going to keep us up tonight partying back there. No, I don't know. They said we I don't are, know. But I don't know. These two are old. They're too old. <laughs> I amen to that. <laughs> We're not yeah. going to comment on that whatsoever. <laughs> It's all self-incriminating. Awesome. Yeah. Well, like it. It's been awesome talking to you guys. Yep. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having, having us. Thank you. Well, hopefully you think the same thing in the morning after we've been partying all, all night long. So oh, yeah. That's yeah. all right. No, Alan's in bed by 9. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You got about an hour and you won't hear from me. I have a that's code right. to get in there. So. Oh, you got the code? All right. <laughs> I won't tell you which room we're staying in. So. Well, good deal. So for Cross the Line, 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ben Bullock. Mary Rose. And Louise. It's been a great podcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. You know, it's about time to restock the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with some fine liquors. There's only one place we go for that. When we're in Brookville, we shop at Tebby's. Liquor store, downtown Brookville, Indiana on Main Street. They have a selection of beer, wine, liquors, vodkas, your seltzers, whatever you want right here in Brookville, Indiana. Give them a shout. Stop in and say hi. Now, if you're out towards Batesville, Indiana, check out Batesville Liquor Co. They've got a huge selection. They're in what used to be a grocery store. Now it's filled with alcohol. They've got selections of bourbons, selections of wines, vodkas, whiskeys, you name it, they've got it. Located in Batesville, Indiana. So whether you're in Batesville or Brookville, we got two spots for you to hit. Check them out. Tebby Liquors in Brookville and the Batesville Liquor Company out in Batesville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Just when you thought the podcasts were over? No. So we ended up the weekend, actually that same evening, with our spouses, Table 12, and our good friends, Mike and Terry Gardner from Batesville Liquor Co. and Tebby Liquors, uh, talking about the weekend we had just had. So listen in, have a good time. So this is an expanded version of Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jody Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Robin Montag. Terry Gardner. Mike Gardner. Mary Stinger. Whew. 
We're at Dant Crossing. Woo-hoo. We're just missing little Ruby. Yeah, we're missing little Ruby and, little and Margie. Margie. So we're down here, had a good time. You guys have heard a couple of our, our guests, and it's been a wonderful uh, long weekend down here. So the gardeners were uh, nice enough to invite us to do some barrel picks and some uh, touring with them. So here we are. So I will be the first to admit that uh, there's a bottle of Monk's Road that's empty, and we're starting on the Yellowstone right now. So if my words get slurred, duly charged as noted. So it's very, uh, it's very good, and it's been a an educational weekend for me. Um, I drink bourbon, but I was kind of, we interviewed the Bow Brothers earlier, the, the other podcast, the Two Shots in a Barrel, and and uh, I can't remember who was. It was uh, Jimbo, Jimbo said he, you know, he learned start up bourbon either I like it or I don't like it, and that's kind of the way I was. I either like it or I don't like it. But after this weekend now, of I've understand a little bit more, and I start to see the flavors and the smells and the spices more. So starting to appreciate it more as a drink and an enjoyment than just something to drink. So cool. Well, well, you got to get. Up next we haven't converted Dodie ne- yet. Dodie's got to get up next to the microphone so they can hear you. Nope, and not at all. So Dodie is a non-bourbon drinker. Now, Robin what's is a non-bourbon? However, my wife was going to say, "You like bourbon? Always, always." <laughs> and I got me and Mary and I have similar tastes in our bourbon. So we, we yeah, me too. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah Jeff too. Alan, you're out. <laughs> He's coming around. He's coming around. Yeah, I'm He's coming, coming around. around. Get him off that uh, that Canadian whiskey. Uh, you'll, I'll never lose my blended whiskey background, but I am enjoying bourbons more and more every day. So, Mike so, and yeah, I was going to say, well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Terry and Mike, they just like all liquor. Yeah, they like <laughs> most. Yeah, most. and if you need some liquor, <laughs> go see them. Because <laughs> if you need any, they uh, like to sell all liquor. All liquor. All liquor. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, unfortunately, they sell stuff like Bush Light. What's that? Apple. Apple. Oh, oh, my god! Hey, gosh. I'm oh. telling you, I bet that was the hottest seller for, what, a day that it was in stock? Yeah, yes, all the, the redneck hillbillies. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, that's just, ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, did you drink Zima growing up too? That's probably no. I never had no Zima. <laughs> the bush, so, the bush latte has its yeah. Has so its Mike place. and Terry talked to us about a couple of the places we went this weekend. Uh, okay, so the first place we went was uh, Limestone Branch. We picked up a Yellowstone uh, barrel, but the podcast helped pick it up. Yeah, that was awesome. So. Um, you missed so when we did our podcast with the Bow Brothers, we talked about that a little bit. Yes. Um, so the gentleman that was uh, helping us do the barrel pick from Limestone <laughs> Branch, Steven, Steven Steve. Fonte. So he is very. I want to use the word colorful. Um, if every if every distillery had him doing the pick, they'd have people lined up for years to do picks. It was phenomenal. They kind of do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was... Yeah. it was. But he is phenomenal. But the thing with yeah. him, though, is beyond the colorful part of it, once we, at the end, oh, we yeah. were kind of talking, he's very smart. He's and very knowledgeable. a lot. Yeah, yeah and, and and he taught me the most this weekend with 
Oh, smell, he taught me things. Well, I mean, smelling through one no, smelling through one nostril and the other, and to smell the differences in a bourbon. So the next time, if you're out there drinking a bourbon and, and you take a smell of it, smell it through your left side and your right side and see the difference in it. I never would never have thought that. of that before. Never thought there's a difference, but it's a big it's difference. It's a big deal. And, and he taught us that because he used to. What did he sell? Coffee. Tea? He sold coffee and tea. And tea. Yeah. Coffee like and white tea. tea. White tea. He learned that through tasting white tea because you couldn't tell the difference because they were so close to the, to the yeah, same. Yeah, that was uh, tasting them back to back. Tasting them back to back was right. huge. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I learned I learned a lot, probably more in that pod or that um, tasting than any of the other ones. But yeah. it, it, but it was and, and was entertained. And at the Terry same and I have been right. in the business for 20 years and never heard of that. So we yeah. learned something. So too. have you ever done the back to back taste like never, you said, the rapid fire? But by, it did work. It was one. It was great. I mean, so, I mean, kind of, because when you're picking well, barrels or something, you know, you're going from one to the other. But, but a lot of times, you will try to cleanse the palate in between, so you're not influencing one from the yeah, other. Right. right. So. Well, the rapid fire, what he's always about is you t- you get it down to two. And, right. And I was trying, because I'm, I'm the rookie probably of the group. So he's like, well, when you get it down to two, put the two together and take a sip of each, the one that you like will jump out above the other, and the other one will just go the other way. So I was like, yeah, whatever. It's not going to happen. So I get down to my two, and I do my quick sip, and it was like, wow. One of them was like, this is the one, and that one, oh, God, no. Exactly. And when it got down to the... Exactly. Well, when it got down to the final two, Mary and myself, uh, somebody else had got to a barrel, and I think me two had got to a barrel, and, and he did do the rapid fire. Those were the only two that I liked that when I did the rapid fire, was not, there wasn't one that went you know, left or right. They were both like, oh, gosh. Then it was like, well, I just still kind of like this one. But it was, it was just interesting to, right. to see that you know, part of it. That one was a little overwhelming because of the different proofs, but the same barrel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And keeping track yeah. of it all. Yeah, there was right. nine, nine, there was nine, nine different nine samples that came right down yeah. to it. So, so, so you guys have done barrel picks before. So how many, how many barrel picks have you done now over, you know, since you've owned the store? I think this is 16, but that's just going off my memory. But I think this is 16 after these two. So this barrel that was just picked, how long before you think, guessing, you have no idea, maybe? Everything is still so backlogged it's hard that to it's, it's hard months, to say. Um, two months. Oh, well, that's not. Well, we, Hopefully. We, we picked a barrel two months ago, and if we get it by Christmas, I'll be surprised from that particular distillery. Right, right. Because they are so behind in filling just their normal products that I, I don't know if they can't get help, whether there's just that many orders from COVID that, you know, I can't say for sure. So yesterday you did two picks. We, we did the one, we helped you with the one at uh, Limestone for the Yellowstone bourbon. Correct. What was, what was, the, what was the other one? At um, Lux Row, we did an Ezra Brooks. So if you had to, well, I don't want to put you on the spot. You're gonna pick now. You got to pick one of the two. Which is there? A, do you have a favorite of the two, or <laughs> not do you yet. agree on the favorite? Of do the you two? agree on the favorite? I'd take that. I, as a, I think so. So I know I know Mike's a high rye guy. So I the Yellowstone Yellowstone's right there with that. I, I don't know about the Lux Row. Is it is it high rye or? Uh, I don't think it's a high rye. But it's, it's a rye. It's a middle. So it's, middle it's a rye. middle row rye. Middle, middle of it. 
I think the rise, what, 14%? I don't remember. <clears throat> so those don't know Yellowstone is actually two Bean Brothers that, uh, right. that, that started the Yellowstone line. Well, actually, there's a lot of... Yeah. Goes back farther. Go than back that. farther than that. that. Yeah. So, uh, but there's we got to meet Stephen Beam while we were there, and uh, his his dogs. His two chow chows. Two chow chows. So it's pretty cool. And they've got something big. Well, this is going to be out when this has already happened, but they've got a, re- a special release tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, of a single barrel. What we're sipping right now. It, well, uh-huh. yeah. well, this is the twenty twenty. Tomorrow Tomorrow's is the 2021 release. Oh, okay. So we say tomorrow. This podcast is a couple weeks behind, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we've, done like we've got so much going on. on. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow is July 24th. 4th, yeah. So um, it'll already be sold so, out by the time you hear this podcast. May very well be. May very, may very well, well be. be. Yeah. So will the one tomorrow, we, do you expect it to be similar to this? Or do, is there no way to tell? I don't think there's any way to tell, and I think they're different every year. But we'll Pretty find cool. out. Pretty so, cool. <laughs> so did you know, so we did the Lux Row when you guys did your pick of uh, Ezra Brooks. So did you know they're Rebel Yell? Now they're changing the name to just Rebel. But did you know the Rebel Yell, that Billy Idol song Rebel Yell, was from that whiskey? I did not know that. So that was the inspiration. That was the inspiration for. So we had to actually we had to re-educate the lady that was doing the. She was she was told. She admittedly said she was. Yeah, wasn't sure. She thought it was uh, Billy Idol and David Bowie that put that song together. So you know me and Mary were big into music. So I dived in right away while I was still sipping whiskey. And so actually, you didn't spit any out, did you? No, okay. I did not spit any out. Trust me. Uh, so it was actually Billy Idol. This is the story is actually cooler than what she was telling. So she needs to revise her story. If not, I would be more than welcome to, happy to. So it's Billy Idol, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Ronnie Wood, and is that it from the Stones? From the yeah. Stones. From the Rolling Stones. So they downed a bottle of. Good old Rebel, Rebel Yell. Yeah. So then afterwards, um, it ended up being the guitar player for uh, Billy Otto and Billy Otto together wrote the, his guitar player was there as well, okay, and they wrote the song Rebel Yell. That's cool. So what's amazing though is they're dropping the Yell no. part. Right. They're just calling it Rebel. So Rebel One Hundred or something. Yeah. Yeah. So a little history there on some bourbon and it was songs. Pretty- but I, and to another another part of it, Mike was talking, and this is something that popped up that he said the other day was, if you're looking for a really good bourbon, um, everybody talks about the pappies and the big, you know, the big high, real right. high dollar names. Right. Mike had said, if you're looking for just a good bourbon, go find a barrel pick at your local liquor store somewhere, because you're getting the best that the master distill. The master distiller is going through his barrels picking out these barrels and he's picking the best of that he has and letting the distributors get these so you're getting as close to as good as uh, they make yeah as good as they make in anything because he knows exactly in every spot and everywhere house 
what's the good barrel? Yeah, so so the point being that you come to a barrel pick, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Right. Which one? You, you don't can. have to come and buy it from us. Pick this this wherever you're at. Right. Yeah. A barrel pick's going to be a good barrel. It's going to be good. So if you're in our area. Batesville Liquor Co. and Tebby's in Brookville, or if you're wherever you're at in the world, find your local liquor store, or you know wherever you're getting your you're getting liquor, at. and find a barrel pick that they've done if they've done one, and you're getting as close as you can get to the pappy or the whatever exactly um, for less money and something you can it's, actually get. It's our way to satisfy those people that are looking for a pappy or a well or whatever. Something unique. Yeah, something yeah. unique. All right. Cool. So. Here's what I learned today. So we went to 1792. So um, all the other distillers you went to were very proud of their still and their column. <laughs> they were all polished and just looked phenomenal to the eye. You got to 1792, they really didn't care. They, they didn't had care big, what it looked like. They didn't care what it looked yeah. like. They only they, cared what came out of it. came out of it. Out yeah. of it. That, was pretty, that was a different take on the whole bourbon thing. Everybody else is proud of their still proud of how tall their column is and that's because the places we went to were all new places yeah we went to lux row which was new we went to limestone branch which was new they were all proud of their tall column or their polished column you get over 1792 and it looks like something that i'm not you might find on the farm wrapped with well it's one it's one of the oldest operating <laughs> yeah, distilleries yeah. in the area yeah. you know and that that's a lot it's it's you know that distillery's yeah. that distillery's been running for you know Hundred some years, right? There was more At that location, mm-hmm. right. right? Right. So, well, um, there, the thing there was history there. The other places were, you know, newer places. So, the, well, there there was history, but it was like it's kind of broken Familial. up a little bit, right? Yeah. Famili- yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Where uh, that distillery has been operating through different hands for continuously, kind of continuously, um, except during prohibition, right? Um, but it was started up pretty quick right pretty after. Yeah, uh, yeah it was pretty cool. They just locked their doors during Prohibition. Right. And once it, you know, they didn't get a medicinal license. So yeah. once it was over, they opened them back up. Raised some cattle in the pastures of the owner in front of it to keep buying. buying. So, so, so we're here, we're here at uh, uh, Dan Crossing. Dan Crossing. Uh, this is this new uh facility that they're putting together i say facility it's really a, a, a retreat that they're putting together that we're staying at and so the ladies have been here with us enjoying it i hope i think yes of course so so let's go around the table and talk a little bit about your experience with with here the tours too but but also what else we've been doing and what else we see here at this site it's just beautiful i think um the big tall trees and everything is shaded and it's just there's a a lake out in the back it's just beautiful i agree with robin totally agree i think the house is really nice um the tours have been wonderful i really liked the barrel one we went to this morning the cooperage we we went to kentucky cooperage that was really fun that was cool that was tasty there Correct. Right. Yeah, that was just them making the barrel. So, so it's just really nice to figure out how they make them because you just right. think it's easy. And it's, once you really see it, it's not that easy. It's a skill. Yes, it's it a, skill. a skill. It's a very big skill. 
So that was the two non-bourbon drinking wives. Yes. Now on to my bourbon drinking wife. I'm in a bourbon stupor. But. <laughs> Mary, you need another drink? Yeah, no, I'm good. No, great food, fabulous fellowship. I mean, this facility is going to be something that's going to draw a lot of visitors um, to Kentucky and particularly this this area. Pretty awesome, pretty awesome. So, I, was there something that you tasted this weekend that shocked you? Something different? A few things. So, let's do it. I typically do not like or do not lean toward um, high rye. I'd like more weeded bourbons. But I enjoyed the 1792, which was the higher proof. That surprised me today. Um, just tried Larceny for the first time there at um, Heaven Hill. Enjoyed that. You guys missed that with us. We missed us, that, yeah. We were setting up here. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, I haven't had anything I didn't like. I just prefer some over the others. So what did you think of the Monk's Road? I like that a lot as well. Yeah, I was shocked. I mean, uh, that's not something I would normally... I, if you told me I was going to like that, I would say no way. But yeah, it was, was so smooth. Yeah, I was the same way when he was talking about the rye content. And I, and we, I'd already tasted it, so I... Yeah, you cheated Sorry. You and Jeff both cheated. Well, you were busy. We were not busy. You're the producer. We're the guys. I look over and here's the wrapper off. There's the top off. I'm still plugging in cords. Well, somebody's... We got to make sure it was okay before we shared, but... Here, here's what I got to say about that. What the hell? <laughs> I do have to say... Um, at Yellowstone, they have gin, and oh that yes, that's Robin's really element right there. So gin you, is my you drink. need to try after they have gin here. That is, they're selling. In fact, they've sold they out. Sold out. So what's down here is probably all they have. Yeah. It, well, the stuff at Yellowstone is is really good. Well, I think, it's yeah. the pine taste that's in the gin. Is well, I think you're gonna have to get your awesome. little hubby go get you a bottle down there. I think you might be surprised, especially the way he was talking about it and how fast they're selling it and how the bartenders are telling him that this is such a great mix. Even people that don't like gin yeah. are liking this gin. So yeah. that means I've got to try it because I am not, I just soon <laughs> chew on a pine tree. I've never had gin. gin. So. Oh, you're I missing gin. out. Gin oh, yeah. and tonic. Might be the next speakeasy special drink, special taste. We can make that happen. There we go. Oh yeah, we can make it happen. <laughs> it could be a gin, a gin sample. Mm-hmm. I'll work, I I'll work on that. Weekend that as soon as I drink bourbon, <laughs> I start like sweating everywhere. She spontaneously combusts. So you don't I need, do. You don't, in terrible. the wintertime, you don't need those pocket heaters or a little <laughs> plug-in ceramic heater. You just carry around a bottle of bourbon and one shot glass, <laughs> give it to, to Dodie, and boom. I'm turning the furnace. It's like spontaneous combustion. <laughs> I'm this this winter, I figured I can turn the furnace down about eight degrees. I can buy the cheap bourbon because it doesn't take much. No. So and just put a little flask in her pocket, and when she's cold, just take a slip. <laughs> back Bang. to back warm. I was sitting next to her at seven ninety two. So Mary's on the one side, Dodie's on the other. And Dodie turns and looks at me, and she goes, "I'm on fire." <laughs> well, that stuff burns going down. What two little sips of yeah. it? Yeah, of the had, samples. Yeah, she had the little samples and took. And, well, I finished, tiny, tiny. Sips. I finished both of them. So yeah, she had barely any of them. And, and look over there, you see little beads of sweat on her forehead. Yeah. And of course, she's saying, "What the hell?" <laughs> That's not what she said. Here's what she said. <laughs> or maybe. Nope, that wrong one. Wrong one. But 
Yeah, so it's all good. All good. So anything else we want to talk about? It's been a fun trip. We'd like to thank Mike and Terry because yes, you guys set all this up. You're welcome. No problem. Fabulous coordinator. Awesome. Awesome. So it's it's been a good time. So I we, see us we, back here. Yeah, so we've got some stops tomorrow to make yet. We're not done. Yeah, we're not done. Mm-hmm. This, this is just Friday. So as a lot of you heard, Jeff was in mourning for a long time because Wilderness <laughs> Trail quit producing his rum. Harvest rum. Harvest rum. Harvest rum. So what, what Terry had found out is they had two barrels left and they're just selling it at Harvest at, at Wilderness Trail. So guess where we're going tomorrow? Wilderness Trail, and you drove your truck. Yeah, I drove the truck. The barrel was fitting there. <laughs> no, he don't yeah, need that. a bunch of bottles, though. <laughs> he don't need that. So after that, where are we going, Terry? Jep the Creed. Jep the Creed. So that's a new one for us. So we're not, we're looking forward to that. It's a new one we've gotten in recently, but um, the information on it was very cool. It's a mother-daughter team. The mom is a chemical engineer. They are pretty much, I think, self-sustaining, so they try to grow as many of their own crops, and they have a honey vodka, Uh-oh. which oh, made okay. made me think of Dwayne mm-hmm. and Jeff and girls, and so we're going to have to check that out tomorrow okay. on our way heading back north. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So anything else anybody wants to add here before we sign off and finish drinking? We need Sunday to, to detox. detox. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I may need Monday. <laughs> well, we need to go sit on the front porch and listen yeah, to this. Yeah, so there's live there's music going live on here tonight. So it would be a good deal. So it's all good. Watch so the sunset. Cross mm-hmm. the line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. Dodie Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Robin Montag. Terry Gardner. Mike Gardner. Mary Stinger. Missing Ruben Hunt. We miss you, Ruby and and Margie. Little Ruby, I even miss you. We'll see you next time. the door.